Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Geek Therapy Radio. Welcome to the Geek Therapy Radio podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, yes, I am going to upload this podcast to YouTube. I haven't uploaded something new. I want to say in a couple weeks now, the last thing I uploaded was a look back at the most powerful netbook from 2010, the Asus 1215N. That had an Intel Atom processor, of course, as all netbooks did back in the day, while most netbooks did. But it had an NVIDIA Ion discrete graphics card inside of it. It was shared memory with the DDR3 memory. Whatever. That's the last video I uploaded, so I wanted to put something out there. So this podcast is going up uh, onto YouTube, so if you want to subscribe to the Geek Therapy Radio YouTube channel, um, there it is. Just type in Geek Therapy Radio, and it's right there on YouTube. Of course, in the podcast description, I will include the link um, to the YouTube channel. Okay, so a few days ago, I spoke at length about the Xbox Series X, still the worst nomenclature in gaming history. Um, So I think it's time that we talk about the PlayStation 5, or at least my thoughts on the PlayStation 5. And of course, especially since this is on YouTube, uh, you can gain the kind of, it gains the accessibility to the kind of instant back and forth between me and the audience. You know, you can comment below. I get notifications when I get YouTube comments and I can see what you said and, and kind of respond to you in that way. Um, but I'm uploading this video because, like I said, I need more content on YouTube and things have been crazy with the C word around here. As you can see, I work in a radio station. Um, I'm considered essential personnel. I don't have the luxury of working through home or being quarantined and all of this. I have to come to work. I have to come to work. I got official government clearance today that says if anything goes down, if I need to get through any sort of checkpoints or anything like that, not saying that that's going to happen, do not take that, uh, what I'm saying, as that is what's going to happen. But it's just in case uh, anything like that goes happen, if it just increased security, basically. Um, I've been given clearance to come here to the radio station because I'm considered essential personnel in uh, an emergency situation. So, you know, hurricanes, emergency alerts, uh, weather, things like that. So... The C word, coronavirus, isn't any different. Um, So I've been stretched a little thin. Hence why I'm doing this podcast and putting it onto YouTube. And of course, I'll have the timestamp somewhere around here in the video, uh, in the podcast description of when we actually get to the PlayStation 5. That is one thing I do in my podcasts, is I put the timestamps in the titles and or the description so people, listeners, and viewers on YouTube can clearly see when I get to the meat and potatoes, as I like to call it, of these podcasts. So, the PlayStation 5. I want to talk about it not in such a sense of let's just go over all the specs and let's break down all the nitty-gritty uh, benefits that it brings to the table. We all we, we know it's going to bring benefits to the table over uh, the PlayStation 4 and even the PlayStation 4 Pro. That's a given. The big question 
has been how is it going to stack up and compare to the Xbox Series X. One thing I'll say off the bat is that we still don't have any concrete pricing information as of recording this video, as of recording this podcast. We don't have any concrete uh, pricing information on the PlayStation 4 or uh, a PlayStation 5, I mean, and the Xbox Series X. Uh, We speculate that the Xbox Series X, most uh, people kind of agree to the speculation that the Xbox Series X is going to be around $500, if not exactly $500, and even that's operating at a razor-thin profit margin uh, for Microsoft. I would tend to believe, or tend to lean, that the PlayStation 5 is going to be at a similar price point. If the Xbox Series X is $500, I think maybe the PlayStation 5 is going to be maybe $10 or $20 uh, below that. That's typically what Sony likes to do. They like to undercut um, Microsoft. They wait for Microsoft to do you know release their price, and then PS5 releases their price a little bit below whatever Microsoft has done. That's what Sony does in relation to Microsoft. But as of right now recording, that hasn't happened yet. We haven't... For one thing, it's an understatement to say that the market is so volatile right now that I don't think anybody wants to come out of the gate with a pricing. There's lots of people have lost their jobs or are going to lose their jobs right now. And to to put out pricing information on the PlayStation 5, you know what? Maybe this Christmas, nobody, not nobody, but a lot of people who otherwise wanted a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X, maybe they wanted to splurge and buy the new systems. There's... Truth be told, there's going to be a lot of us out there who can't swing $500 or even $450. I I don't think either system's going to be $450. That's too much of a loss on hardware, even though companies like this don't make all of of their uh, money on hardware. They make the lion's share of their profits on software. So if the PlayStation 5 did come out at $450, when Sony says they can't build it for less than around $480, $470, whatever that ballpark for, they can't build a PlayStation 5 for much less than $500. If they do sell it at a loss for $450, uh, they'll make it up elsewhere in software. Same thing for Xbox Series X. Long-winded way to say, we don't have any pricing information right now, but you can expect them to be similar. I would expect them to be within $50 of each other. I would be flabbergasted if uh, PlayStation 5 undercuts the Xbox Series X by $100. I would be absolutely bewildered if they did that. Um, So it's going to be a similar price point within about $50. That's just my idea. You have different comments, let me know in the comments below or email me geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. But let's go over some specs and specifically we'll go over after the specs for the PlayStation 5. We'll talk about how it compares to the Xbox Series X. Uh, Long story short, on paper, the Xbox Series X is more powerful than the PlayStation 5. But let's go over the PlayStation 5 specs right now before we go any further. So the CPU is an 8-core Zen 2 at 3.5 gigahertz keep that in mind the gpu 10.28 teraflops 36 compute units so 36 cus at 2.23 gigahertz uh, with rdna2 architecture rdna2 architecture is the same it's amd it's it's largely the same uh cpu and gpu the system on chip is roughly the same between the xbox series x and the uh, playstation 5 
RAM is the same for both machines, 16 gigabytes of GDDR6. Uh, storage on the PlayStation 5 is a custom solid-state drive at 825 uh, gigabytes. Now, that's raw. That's got to be raw. That is not going to be 825 gigabytes available completely to download uh, by the end user. Um, but regardless, it's a little bit under a, a terabyte. That's kind of puzzling. Um, I'm sure there's more information on that, on to why they chose the number 825, how that works out. Um, but regardless, for this video, for this discussion, 825 gigabyte solid state drive in the PlayStation 5. It has expandable storage via NVMe solid state, so M.2 uh, solid state. That is one big difference. I know we're not covering all the differences right at this point uh, for the, between the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. But one of the benefits of the Xbox, uh, of the PlayStation 5, is that they're using non-proprietary solid-state drives, whereas the Xbox Series X has that, uh, um, what do you call it, proprietary expansion, uh, solid-state expansion that we've covered in the last episode of, of Geek Therapy Radio discussing the Xbox Series X. Um, theoretically, you can use off-the-shelf NVMe drives as long as they meet the PCIe for, uh, PCIe 4.0 um, protocol, you can use those drives, M.2 NVMe drives, with the uh, Sony PlayStation 5. So we don't know, for the Xbox Series X, how much those proprietary expansion solid-state drives are going to cost. Uh, but we can, we do know that um, consumer NVMe drives, M.2 drives, are, are up to the market. And right at the end of 2019, I should say, Memory was pretty cheap. Storage was pretty cheap. Uh, with the market being so volatile and the increased demand that I've touched on many times on Geek Therapy Radio, increased demand on solid-state technology, solid-state storage, um, the price can fluctuate with NVMe M.2 drives, but theoretically they can be much lower and likely in the long run will be uh, a better price than uh, proprietary uh Xbox Series X expansion drives. So that's one plus that the PlayStation 4 has going for it. Um, the optical drive, a 4K uh, Blu-ray drive, just like the Xbox Series X. Okay, so those are the main specs for the PlayStation 5. One more time, real quick. Eight cores N2 uh, AMD processor at 3.5 gigahertz GPU, 10.28 teraflops, uh, 36 Compute units at 2.23 gigahertz RDNA 2 architecture. Uh, RAM is 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 storage, custom 825 solid state. Expandable storage is via MVME SSD uh, M.2. Optical drive, 4K Blu-ray drive. Let's start with the CPU. Let's start talking about the differences in, uh, between the um, Sony PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. With the PlayStation 5, 3.5 gigahertz. On the Xbox Series X, it goes up to and can stay at 3.8 gigahertz. So the PlayStation 4, or sorry, PlayStation 5 is already at a three, uh, 300 megahertz disadvantage. Uh, so, so yeah, the CPU on the PlayStation 5 is technically 300 megahertz um, lower than what is on the Xbox Series X. I believe that would come down to uh, how they have their processor throttled and heat management, heat dissipation. I think the Xbox Series X has better thermal, uh, a better thermal design, and Sony is just keeping their processor capped at 3.5 uh, gigahertz. 
So first, the CPU at a disadvantage from technically a disadvantage from the Xbox Series X GPU. The GPU on the Xbox Series X is 12 teraflops and 52 compute units. It's the uh, um, the same custom R custom RDNA 2 architecture. Uh, so there's some key difference here with the GPU. Like I said, Series X, 12 teraflops, 52 compute units um, at 1.825 gigahertz. Now the GPU on the PlayStation 5 is 10.28, so 1.7-ish-ish uh, 1. 1. uh, teraflops less than the, than the Xbox Series X. It also has less compute units. It has 36 compute units on the PlayStation 5 versus 52 compute units on the Xbox Series X. However, the speed of the GPU on the PlayStation 5 is faster, 2.23 gigahertz on the PlayStation 5 versus 1.825 gigahertz on the Xbox Series X. That's an interesting distinction there. How much will, where, where the uh, uh, PlayStation 5 has less teraflops and less uh, uh, compute units, um, it makes up for it. It tries to to even the, the gap there with a higher clocked GPU at 2.23 gigahertz versus the Xbox Series X 1.825 gigahertz. So less teraflops, less compute units, but faster memory speed, faster uh, speed on the GPU uh, versus the Xbox Series X that has more teraflops, has 52 compute units versus 36, but a, but is clocked slower. That's an interesting, that, that, that is kind of the main difference. That is the main difference between the GPU, especially between the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5 has the faster CPU, has a faster GPU, but less compute units, less teraflops. Okay, so really those are the big things. The difference between the CPU speed on the PlayStation 5 being 300 megahertz slower than the uh, Xbox Series X. Uh, the GPU having less beef to it, but being clocked faster, that's the second main difference. Um, and the third biggest difference is going to be that proprietary solid state expansion on the Xbox Series X versus a consumer uh, generic uh, NVMe expansion that's available to the public, to the consumer with the PlayStation 5. Those are the biggest differences. Now. Here's the biggest reason why I don't want to get bogged down in the milieu of, in the swamp of what system is better? PlayStation 5, is the PlayStation 5 better than the Xbox Series X? Is the Xbox Series X better than the PlayStation 5? Because most things on paper with the Xbox Series X are faster and better than the uh, PlayStation 5. I don't want to get bogged down in all of that. Because here's the fact. The Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 are based on roughly the same hardware besides the differences we mentioned between the CPU clock and the compute units and speed of the GPU. Regardless of that, they are very close. They are, are, are neck and neck in terms of specs in that regard. Yes, technically Xbox Series X edges out the PlayStation 5 in terms of raw specs. But here's the fact. Here is why I didn't want to get bogged down in all of that, which is better. Both systems, the Xbox Series X and Sony PlayStation 5, are magnitudes, magnitudes better than the PlayStation 4 and the outgoing Xbox 
uh, 1X. Uh, both systems are just so much more powerful, many, many, many times more powerful than their predecessors. This generational leap is absolutely extraordinary with how much power both of these machines have versus previous generations of the PlayStation and the Xbox. So we're basically just talking, we're going to be arguing over minimal things. I mean, we love to do that, gamers, console gamers, PC Master Race, every, we love to argue over what system is better than the other. I grew up during the bit wars, 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit, 64-bit, 128, and that's also part and parcel, one of my favorite terms also, why I don't get bogged down to which system is better, is those of us who have lived through that, where it was actually... Yes, 8-bit systems, and then Super Nintendo, 16-bit Sega Genesis, 16-bit, 32-bit um, with a PlayStation. Uh, I had a 3DO, for instance, uh, and Nintendo 64, you had Dreamcast, 128-bit, PlayStation 2. All of that doesn't matter. All of the power really doesn't matter. We know that the power of both the PS5 and Xbox Series X are going to be monstrously more powerful than their predecessor, than the previous generation. It always boils down to games, period. I read an article the other day uh, that was postulating whether or not the, the Nintendo Switch was going to be left behind by the next generation of PlayStation 5 and Xbox with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Series X. I'm like, why is this even an article? Why is this even poising a question? You either love Zelda or you don't. And Zelda is not 4K 60 frames a second, 4K 120 frames per second. It's just a great game. None of the horsepower matters if the games suck. None of it. Kirby on uh, NES is better than a crappy Super Nintendo game. Donkey Kong Country was so much better than even games on on the on the Dreamcast, on the PlayStation, and other next next generation uh, consoles of the time. Because Donkey Kong Country was just a genius game. It holds up well now. Uh, Super Mario World Yoshi's Island. Also beautiful. It's beautiful even in 2020, and it's a 16-bit game. Yoshi's Island, for example, is is a much better game than whatever mediocre game comes out for the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. So, I will never be brought down into that argument of what is better, the Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5. Again, because it doesn't matter. They're so neck and neck with their specs that regardless of even that, it all boils down to the games. Do you like playing Halo more than you like playing God of War? 
Do you like playing God of War? Then you like more like playing Halo. Well, if you like God of War better, you're going to like the PlayStation 5 better if they make another God of War for the PlayStation 5. If you like Halo better, you're going to like staying on the Microsoft camp. So that's it. But as far as looking at the screen and what looks you know prettier than the next or what has better graphics than the other... There's going to be games that underutilize the horsepower on both systems, just like every console before it. You can we you can deep dive into the catalogs and say, you know, Kirby, for instance, on the NES pushed the NES to its limit. When did that come out? 1990, in between 1993, 95, I think one of the last games for the NES Kirby absolutely gorgeous game absolutely gorgeous and like i just said yoshi's island donkey kong country 1996 um or 1994 was it 94 90 i think it was 94 don't quote me directly on that mid 90s um donkey kong country was a great game and it so happened to look great so graphics in the end don't matter and we know for a fact that even between the the difference is 300 megahertz on the CPU and the uh, few gigahertz, not few gigahertz, few megahertz on the GPU and less compute units on the PlayStation 5. They're both going to look great. Uh, if you want bragging rights in the playground, I'll kind of put it that way. If you're the type of person that gets butt hurt over what specs are better in your machine versus uh, somebody else, somebody else's console, then you are of the age that you're going to be arguing this stuff on the playground. That's stuff that matters on the playground. That's stuff that matters to children. Stuff that matters to actual gamers is gameplay. How good the game is. So if you actually care about gameplay, then you're not going to, yourself, you're not going to get sucked into the argument which console is better. Well, there's going to be good games and duds on both. There's going to still be good games on the PlayStation 4. There's still going to be good games on the Xbox One X. That's just the fact of the matter. Uh, another point that I haven't brought up yet in a, in a huge difference. All that said, all that stuff where I said I'm not going to delve into what system is actually better um, based on specs. All that said, personally, if I were to buy either or, I would probably buy the Xbox Series X. I don't have any plans to buy either system. Whatever the price is, I don't have plans to buy either system. I am, am way more dedicated to PC gaming. Um, for gaming, that's where my money goes, is to, to PC gaming. But if I was to choose the two, if I had a choice, if I'm sitting there and someone said, you could have either or for free, I would take the Xbox Series X. And here's why. Here's the biggest reason why. And it doesn't boil down to how great the graphics are or that the Xbox Series X is more uh, powerful, quote unquote, than the PlayStation 5. It comes down to backwards compatibility. <laughs> I stretched out every syllable of that word. The PlayStation 5 is not as backwards compatible as the Xbox Series X. PlayStation has not been backward that had great backwards compatibility since the PlayStation 3. Um, PlayStation 4 can play PlayStation 3 games unless you download them through the the Sony store and everything. You, you can't pop in a PS3 disc through PlayStation 4. So it's always been an issue. Backwards compatibility has always been an issue on the PlayStation camp. However, with the Xbox Series X, it's technically backwards compatible all the way back to the original Xbox. Not every original Xbox game is going to play on the Xbox Series X, but lots of the catalog will. That means if you have the first 
Halo game for the Xbox, you could th theoretically place it in the Xbox Series X, have it play with all enhanced features, uh, upsampled to 4K theoretically, um, other graphical improvements. I touched when we we're talking in depth about the Xbox Series X that there's ray tracing and everything, that ray tracing can be applied. Or no, 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 sorry, not ray tracing uh, specifically, but uh, HDR, a, a high dynamic range can be on the Xbox Series X, we know for sure will be applied to even games as low down as Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox One S will have the benefits, will have HDR added to it in, in as you know, in addition to other improvements, improvements in loading times, improvements in visuals, improvements in resolution, improvements in frame rates. Going all the way back to the backwards compatibility with the Xbox Series X, all the way back technically to Xbox games. Uh, Spencer, uh, why do I keep blanking out? Phil Spencer, is that his name? Um, over there at Microsoft. It is Phil Spencer. He has stated that the catalog of backwards compatible original Xbox games will always continue to be updated. Um, so just because a game is incompatible, an original... We're talking original early 2000s xbox games being compatible and more compatibility being added to the xbox series x that means that is the in my mind for me speaking personally that is the biggest uh convincing that i that that i need to make me say i would choose the xbox series x over the playstation 5 i don't have any i'm not butthurt about the playstation 5 i don't i don't have a <laughs> I don't have a horse in the race. I don't really, really care that much, actually. I mean, I would, yes, I would love to have an Xbox Series X. I would love to have a PlayStation 5. But if it was my money or I could only choose for free between the two, I would choose the Xbox Series X because of the backwards compatibility. But what do you think? This is another point where I ask, what do you think? Do you prefer the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 5? If you can only buy one, what would you choose? And it, again, I think it boils down to to the games, the actual gaming experience, uh, whether a good game you want comes out on the Xbox or a good game you want comes out of the PlayStation 5. For me, a huge thing is that backwards compatibility. Is the backwards compatibility on the Xbox Series X coupled with the yes, Xbox Series X is technically more powerful than the PlayStation 5. Are those two, are those two reasons enough to compel you um, away from buying the PlayStation 5 and going with the Xbox Series X? Or... Are you the type of gamer where you have both? You're just, you have the expendable income and maybe you don't buy them both at the exact same time. I would never recommend that. I would recommend getting nice and comfortable with one console versus, you know, uh, before you move on to another console or add another console. Um, I can't imagine that. I don't know the type of baller that would go in there <laughs> to spend darn near a thousand dollars, if not more after taxes on getting a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X. But there are people that will own both systems. Maybe you are the lucky few that will be in that camp where you will just own both systems. If you're in that camp, let me know in the comments below. Uh, send me an email, geektherapyiheartmedia.com is a good way to contact me through there. Um, but yeah, for, for reasons other than just powerful specs, I personally would lean towards Xbox Series X with backwards compatibility being the clincher. 
And I think that's really it for the podcast. Um, we're going on, I don't know, we're approaching 30 minutes here. I think that's a good stopping point. Um, I've got a good show coming up, the broadcast. I am hoping to get my friend on. Um, he lives in Kuala Lumpur, so he lives in Southeast Asia. It's pretty much ground zero, that region of the world for the coronavirus. Try to get his take, what he's witnessed. He's an expat from the United States. He is also from, uh, he has dual citizenship, actually, from Australia and the United States. But he's living in Kuala Lumpur, Kuala Lumpur uh, working down there. And it's going to be interesting to get his perspective on things. Um, but that's all coming up in the show this week. I'm probably going to talk about the Corvette C8 also in the show coming up if we have time. I've talked about it in the past. Um, I will link in this video description, the video where I went over the entire history of mid-engine Corvettes and why the 2020 uh, Corvette C8 makes complete sense, that this is what Chevy was after the entire time with the Corvette. They always wanted to make it mid-engine. So we go over all the various prototypes of mid-engine Corvettes all the way back to 1959. I will link that uh, below in the video description. I'll probably put a card up here to it also. Um, if you want to learn more about my DeLorean, I've got a 1983 DeLorean. I will link that uh, in the video description as well. Um, and all this stuff will be in the podcast description too. Most of it, hopefully I remember. I'm stretched. <sighs> I still got to record the show for this weekend. I, I'm stretched a little thin here. I'm not complaining. It's just, and I, I love to do it, but all right. I've rambled on too much. Thank you for listening to the Geek Therapy Radio podcast. Thank you for watching the Geek Therapy Radio podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, consider uh, supporting the, the Patreon if you have a couple. It's all it's up to you. You don't obviously you don't have to. I'm just saying I very much appreciate uh, any Patreon support that I do get really from the bottom of my heart. It's not lost on me that I know you don't have to support me on Patreon. So I'm just always flabbergasted whenever it says you have a new patron two dollars a month. I'm just like, what? That's the coolest thing in the world. Somebody wants to support me in that way. So it's there if you want it. It's in the description and everything like that. Most of all, please know that we are all geeks about something. All of us are geeks about something, whether it's airplanes or even golf or computers or whatever hobby, building airplanes. We're all geeks about something. Know that you are loved. That's the most critical, important thing I try to impart here on Geek Therapy Radio is know that you are loved. Both giving love and receiving love, you are worthy of both. You are worthy of love. You are also worthy of your own self-respect. Thank you so much for listening to Geek Therapy Radio podcast today. Have a good one. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your butts. <laughs> and I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks for watching and listening. If I died tonight, would the question still remain? Did I live for what was right? Did I live this life in vain? A simulated life, just a spark that shows a fade. Then I start to I've had enough of this I bought the dream and it led me down So I wanna take a risk I wanna learn to live To find the one thing that can't be so
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.